0: From the newsrooms of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, this is Please Explain. I'm Julia Karkatzel, filling in for Samantha Selinger-Morris. It's Thursday, January 11. A plane door ripping open mid-flight, leaving a gaping hole thousands of metres above sea level, is usually the stuff of nightmares or blockbuster Hollywood movies. But for those on Alaska Airlines flight 1282 last week, that became a reality. The flight made an emergency return to Portland, where 171 passengers and six crew landed safely. But the incident caused air safety investigations all around the world to probe whether there may be issues with other Boeing aircraft in operation. Today, aviation reporter Amelia Maguire on what caused the hull in the Alaska Airlines flight and whether Australians have anything to worry about. Amelia, I'm not really a nervous flyer, but my mind has definitely conjured up the worst while flying, aka windows cracking and exit doors swinging open mid-flight and the dreaded oxygen masks dropping down. But I didn't expect to come across that very footage on my socials last week, Can you explain what exactly happened on Alaska Airlines flight 1282?
1: I don't think you're alone there, Jules, and I also think that the 171 passengers aboard that flight were not expecting um, the events to unfurl as they did. But basically, what happened on this flight was very rare, it's important to say. The flight 1282 was flying from Portland to Ontario on Friday in the US, Saturday our time, when a plug holding one of its cabin panels basically blew off soon after takeoff. A nightmare on board Alaska Airlines flight 1282. We need to descend down 10,000. Yes, we need to, we to descend. We've declared an emergency. This created a gaping hole in the plane. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane. And a whooshing noise. Which resulted in... Items soon being sucked out of it and a lot of pressure on the people who were sitting there.
0: There was a kid in that row who his shirt was sucked off him and out of the plane. And his mother was holding on to him to make sure he didn't go with it.
1: As soon as this happened, the flight made an emergency return back to Portland. It landed completely safely and there was no major injuries reported. I'm sure there's a lot of traumatised passengers, but there was no physical or obvious serious injuries that needed to be addressed. But yes, as you said, I think every every flyer can relate to that.
0: Right. Yes, of course. And I understand that the panel in question turned up in the backyard of a Portland school teacher and two iPhones, incredibly undamaged, were discovered by members of the public too?
1: Yes, it's probably one of the best iPhone ads in a
0: long time. Went to go for a walk today and I found a phone sitting on the side of the road that uh, had apparently fallen 16,000 feet. It was still pretty clean, no scratches on it, uh, sitting under a bush.
1: I mean, not only with one of the iPhones located just in a bush off the side of the street, off of Portland Street, but it was still in airplane mode. So that's a very conscientious passenger for starters. And it was also, didn't have a
0: passcode. So I opened it up and it was in airplane mode with a travel confirmation and baggage claim for Alaska 1282.
1: The panel in question, the plug, the door plug, as it's kind of colloquially referred to.
0: But now we need the
1: public's help. We believe from looking at radar data that the door is around Barnes Road. If you find that, please, please contact local law enforcement was located in the front yard of a school teacher named Bob, who was, yeah, again, very conscientious, called the National Transport Safety Authority immediately. We found the door plug. Thank you, Bob. And then had media crews at his house within an hour or so. But I noticed something gleaming and white. Uh, That doesn't belong there, that's not normal. My heart started thumping a little bit more. Unbelievable that that thing that people had been looking for all weekend we happened to be in my yard. And I think he was pretty popular with his students the day after.
0: I can imagine. So we're talking about a few pieces of lost clothing as well and iPhones, you know, much better than lost lives. But what about the hundreds of other Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft models in operation right now? Are they safe?
1: I think to answer that question, we've got to first and foremost go with the fact that aviation is one of the most regulated industries in the whole world. And that is because it is not only incredibly critical to the way that modern society operates, but it inherently is a transportation industry and transportation can come with risks. I would say that every single aircraft in the sky is incredibly Tested and incredibly regulated. To infer from this incident that somehow air travel is unsafe is, I think, unfounded. So, the US National Transport Safety Bureau originally said it was a precaution. They were going to ground every MAX 9 aircraft in the US. That's where the bulk of this aircraft model is. But they weren't expecting anything to come out of it. There was more of a kind of abundance of caution. Unfortunately, Pretty soon after, I think it was the day after, United Airlines, which operates 79 MAX 9s, found some loose bolts on several of their aircraft in their fleet. And then soon after, Alaska Airlines, which is, of course, the airline that was involved in the original incident confirmed that they had also found some loose bolts on other aircraft in their fleet in the same door panel. We don't know everything yet, but that seems at first glance to be the worst case scenario because it would infer that there is a manufacturing issue with the aircraft type rather than a one-off type engineering issue with Alaska Airlines specifically on that specific aircraft.
0: And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be wondering about Australia. Do we have any of these models in operation here?
1: We don't fly any MAX 9s in Australia, so none of our domestic airlines fly them and nor do the international airlines flying from Australia to other countries. Uh, We do have MAX aircraft. So MAX is Boeing's newest 737 line, so it's used for short-haul international destinations and domestic destinations across the world. There's hundreds of airlines that use the MAX line aircraft model type. The MAX... Nine is, of course, one subset of that larger line and Virgin Australia and Bonza both use MAX 8 aircrafts. Virgin Australia does have three MAX 8s in operation across its domestic and short-haul international routes, so say Cairns to Haneda. It also has another 11 scheduled to arrive this year. What's important to note is that the MAX 8 in Bonza's fleet and in Virgin's fleet does not have... The door plug, that was the issue on the MAX 9. So Virgin had already completed a unrelated routine inspection scheduled by Boeing earlier this month. But because Virgin's fleet does not have the door plug that caused the issue on the Alaska Airlines flight, its inspections that have occurred
0: did not find anything. We'll be right back. And Amelia, during a press conference shortly after the incident, the head of the U.S. National Transportation Safety Bureau said that pilots had previously reported pressurization warning lights on three prior flights made by that aircraft. Why wasn't that followed up on?
1: It's a good question. It's a complicated one as I'm I'm sure you've probably seen the inside of a cockpit on Google Images or, or perhaps they've been lucky enough to go up the top of an aircraft themselves. But the cockpit of an aircraft has a lot of buttons and numbers and they go off for often innocuous reasons because of this abundance of caution, because aviation is so regulated. So what that can mean is that you can get a lot of lights flashing to indicate a potential warning that is not actually enough to act on. In this case, there were three pressurisation warning lights which had lit up on three prior flights that month. So, this month in January, the pilot requested that there be an additional maintenance check made on the plane. So, Alaska Airlines responded to the warnings from the pilots who flagged that these pressurisation warning lights were going off by instead of entirely cancelling every flight that was scheduled for the aircraft, it restricted the aircraft from flying over water so that it would always be close to an airport so that if an incident did occur, which of course we know it did, they would swiftly be able to land safely at a nearby airport. I think it's important to note that we don't know whether those pressurisation lights were related at all. We just know that they were flagged and the US Transport Safety Authority has been very transparent about every detail pertaining to this case. They're not necessarily always related, but it could be time will tell whether Alaska Airlines made the wrong call to not ground that fleet early. And I think time will also tell whether they should have done a more comprehensive maintenance check as was originally requested from the pilots.
0: Right. And this isn't the first time Boeing has had to ground its aircraft due to dangerous malfunctioning, is it? One of its MAX models, the MAX 8, was at the centre of some devastating crashes in 2018
1: and 2019. Yes. So, The MAX 8 fleet has had its own issues in the past. Dozens
0: of countries,
1: including all nations in the European Union, have grounded the Boeing 737 MAX 8 and banned them from their airspace. It must be the most tested aircraft in the world because in 2018 in Indonesia there was a fatal and devastating crash. In October, a Lion Air flight crashed, killing all 189 people on board. And then in 2019, there was another crash. An Ethiopian Airlines 737 MAX 8 crashed shortly after takeoff, killing all 157 people on board. That resulted in the global grounding of the entire MAX 8 fleet, which was hundreds and hundreds of planes. And it was not returned to service until 2020. But it has, again, as I said, it has been cleared by every regulator in every airspace and it's worth pointing out that the Australian airspace is particularly regulated.
0: Okay and so Amelia how will this latest incident harm Boeing's reputation and its survival as a company in the future?
1: It's complicated. We won't know the level to which Boeing is responsible until more information comes out. So the aircraft part that flew out the plug that is actually manufactured by Spirit Aerial Systems, and it's kind of installed in a two-tier system by both Boeing and Spirit. That aircraft then goes to Alaska, and then they have their own engineering team. We don't know whether the issue was during the installation process yet. As I said earlier, it, it seems to indicate the fact that now we're seeing issues with United and with other aircraft in Alaska's fleet, we may be soon getting close to whether we can concretely say whether it was an actual manufacturing issue. If that is the case, it could be bad for Boeing. It is important to note that this aircraft is not one of the more popular MAX types. The European Union does not have, as I understand it, any of the MAX 9s with this specific door plug flying in Europe. So that's good for Boeing, nor does Australia. Some parts of Asia do. But I think more broadly, it does go back to that passenger fear that you spoke about in your introduction. Airlines and the broader industry try as hard as they can to make aviation seem as safe as possible. And that's because it is as safe as possible. Uh, the damage that these kinds of issues cause, even though it didn't actually result in any serious injuries or, thankfully, deaths. It can have a more permanent and palpable effect on the confidence of flyers. And I think, unfortunately, given the prior issues with the MAX 8 aircraft, the MAX line, despite it being one of the most sustainable aircraft models out there and also one of the cheapest for airlines to fly those distances... It's another hit to the max and it could motivate airline clients to consider seeking out the Airbus equivalent. We'll see.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Amelia. Thanks, Julia. Today's episode of Please Explain was produced by Tammy Mills. Our executive producer is Ruby Schwartz. Please Explain is a production of The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search The Age or smh.com.au forward slash subscribe. I'm Julia Karkatzel. This is Please Explain. Thanks for listening.